Welcome to the Midlife Rise and Thrive podcast. I am your host, Dr. Sarah Poldney. If you have been wondering how to feel your best in mind, body, and spirit as you navigate through midlife, then this is the show for you. Each week, I'm sharing accessible education, heartfelt stories, and exclusive interviews. We will be talking about everything from health and wellness to sex and relationships and the many challenges and opportunities that come with midlife. It's time to take charge and live fully with intention as you write your next chapter. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I would love to welcome Amita to our show. Amita is a co-founder of Nourish Doc, a holistic wellness platform for women in middle age going through perimenopause and beyond. I'm really excited for this episode. Amita has a personal story she would love to share in her journey through midlife. Welcome, Amita. It's so nice to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so honored that you are championing this topic, just, you know, which is a taboo topic all over the world. So so thank you so much again. Yeah, absolutely. So Amita, tell us a little bit more about your personal journey, your story, and how you really took it as an opportunity to help people to thrive through this time in life. Yeah. So, you know, when I was in my 30s, I always had a heavy liver before I hit perimenopause because I had had jaundice when I was only 18 years old. And that kind of, you know, just carried with me. And after I delivered my two kids, you know, they were very young at that time. I was barely 30, 31, 32. And I would feel so fatigued and I will not be able to wake up in the morning. And and it was like a chronic fatigue. I went to so many doctors. They said, oh, nothing is wrong with you. And, you know, the weight put on all those things. So chronic fatigue was something I always lived with in my 30s. Did not know what, what was wrong with me. Tried so many things. And then I was working at the same time. And when I turned 40, around that early 40s, I would say that, I had no clue what menopause is. Of course, we understand what menopause is and puberty. And that was my knowledge and pregnancy. So after puberty, pregnancy, I give my birth, I feel fatigued and I'm thinking, oh, it's a cause of pregnancy that I'm never able to get over it. And then I was working in corporate world and suddenly in few meetings, I started perspiring, you know, sweating, like literally like a river of, you know, thing going on my face. And I had no clue what was going on. So this didn't happen once. It started happening continuously. Still clueless about that this is what is happening to me. And then my flow suddenly became so much that it was like suddenly someone has opened a tab down there. So embarrassing, ashamed that these are the feelings that I personally felt. I said, oh my God, who am I going to talk to? I would take a train to go to my office and I have a 45 minute journey. And what if something happens in the train? All these things started happening in my head and still clueless that I am starting to go through perimenopause. That's my first experience of perimenopause. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It does definitely hit people by surprise for sure. When we were talking earlier, you had mentioned just talking about perimenopause and menopause across the world, because I think it can be different depending on where in the world we're talking about. Different cultures may handle it differently. Can we speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So I started researching in perimenopause. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm just a product manager in the high-tech industry. That's what my background has been. 
So when I started researching, menopause is different for different women, age as well as symptoms. So as an example, an average age of menopause should be 51, 52. Caucasian women, most of the Caucasian women reach that age. But if you look at the African-American and Latino women, they get the menopause earlier, like 47, 48, and they have more severe symptoms Mm -hmm. than any other ethnic group. Like hot flashes, they get more. And then if you look across the world and globally in India, they get the menopause at 46, 47. And there's 10% of the women get early menopause in their late 30s or early 40s. Very alarming and scary. Mm -hmm. Concerning that culture is focused on reproduction. That's the statement, right? If you go in Sudan, predominantly Muslim women area, 43, 44. Mm. Again, predominantly a Muslim, you know, reproductive focused culture. So women of color or women coming from different ethnic backgrounds, depending on their lifestyle, experience the menopause at a different age. That's number one. And also experience the symptoms differently. Okay. Like we, like we talked about the hot flashes and night sweats are more pronounced in Latino and African-American. Muscle pain, joint pain is more pronounced in Indian women. I think maybe because of their sedentary lifestyle. And then Japanese women, Southeast Asian women do not experience hot flashes because of probably their diet. They have been on soy-based diet, you know, from a long time, but they have a loss of libido. So there are over 37 symptoms we women are going to face. God knows what is going to hit us, right? That's the other problem. We don't know which bomb we are going to get, you know, when we're hitting this perimenopause. But this is the general idea of what women face according to their ethnic background. Okay. And so why don't you tell us what happened with you? So you noticed all these symptoms, you were really struggling. So what did you do? I seeked medical advice and I think I was given an option for a pill. And I am a little bit scared of pills because of the jaundice situation that I had had earlier. And I had tried a lot of different type of pills and nothing had worked for me. You know, the chronic fatigue episode that I talked about so I did not want to take any pill. And, and quite honestly, at that time, I did not know what HRT is, you know, so I started researching. I'm a more of a holistic person. Maybe I come originally from India. So a world of yoga, Ayurveda, you know, all kind of Eastern medicine therapies. So I started researching a lot and I changed my lifestyle completely. That's what I started doing slowly, one step at a time. And fast forward now. I did a lot of steps. You know, I I tried acupuncture that helped me a lot. Ayurveda, I did yoga, I did breathing, hypnotherapy, meditation. My complete diet changed completely. And now, knock on wood, you know, I feel that I have a pretty good balance in my life as far as my physical body, my mind, and my overall. I feel energetic. I don't feel fatigued. So that's what I want to share with women in your group or community, that how changing your lifestyle or embracing a holistic lifestyle can help you not only survive, but thrive during this time. Yeah, for sure. It's amazing that the little things really do add up. It's not one magic pill, for sure. <laughs> I mean, there's there's solutions and hormone replacement therapy can be a solution that's a valid solution for some women, but it is often just doing lots of the little things better and developing a lifestyle program that works for you. Absolutely. And that's what I have been doing for many, many years now. Small things, changing my daily routine as per Ayurveda, uh, use 
in the circadian rhythm, you know, eating according to the seasons, right? Changing from a meat-based diet, uh, you know, I used to eat a meat a lot to almost 99%, I would say, a plant-based diet, okay. letting go of alcohol, letting go of caffeine, letting go of all the red meats. I was never a red meat eater, much of a red meat eater anyway, before letting go of my, all my processed food, all my fried food, and incorporating all the plant-based foods in my diet, healthy fats in my diet, ghee, ghee is very good, clarified butter. These are the nutritional dietary modifications that I have made and also incorporating some of the Ayurvedic herbs as a part of my daily regimen as well. Now, herbs, I do not recommend that people should do it by themselves, although I have, but it's not recommended because you should talk to a qualified herbalist or qualified naturopathic doctor or an acupuncturist such as yourself to really incorporate the herbs in your daily regimen. Yeah, absolutely. I would say most of the time an herbalist is the way to go. There are certainly some safe herbs that you can take without too much guidance. But as a whole, I do like for people to take a more focused approach. So there are some natural safe solutions you can grab off the shelf. They may not be the best choice for you. Even if they're safe, they may not be the best. And if you're just grabbing things off the shelves, I always tell patients you could be taking, you know, 18 supplements instead of the four that you really need. So it's not necessarily just that it's not safe because there are some nice tonics, what we call in Chinese medicine, that would be appropriate for most people, but it just makes more sense to have some guidance there. Absolutely. So I know about Ayurvedic herbs, although from a Chinese medicine perspective, I've tried acupuncture. I go to acupuncturists on a regular basis. Helps me a lot from an herbal point of view. I tried ashwagandha. I think helps a lot with the anxiety. Turmeric. Turmeric is so popular nowadays. We all know it's anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Then other things. is Trifala is another one that I use on a daily basis. It's great for your digestion. For me, at least, and gut health, it is a concoction of three herbs, Ayurvedic herbs, and then Shatavri. Shatavri is great. It's for women health all throughout, starting from menstrual health all the way to menopausal, perimenopausal, and beyond. That's very good. And Shilajit is great for energy. So these are the four or five herbs that I research and I, I use it. Even some of the bitter herbs like neem and also bitter gourd, like what they call karela, I try to incorporate it in my daily life, like bitter gourd. I try to cook it a little bit because, you know, the digestive enzymes, it helps. So this is what I have done from a nutritional point of view is incorporating all these herbs and some of the foods that have phytoestrogens, right? You know what I'm saying. Maybe you could explain what phytoestrogen, the term means. Yeah, but well, that's what plant-based estrogens, basically, instead of taking, you know, bioidentical hormones or hormone replacement therapy, there are some gentle hormonal formulas that we can start with if a patient isn't necessarily comfortable with the idea of HRT. But we've had some HRT experts on the show, and there are plenty of women that feel that that is the appropriate choice for them. A lot of the dangers that were expressed in some studies a few years back that made HRT, kind of a big no-no in menopause, have now been largely dismissed. And so it's a safer option than we originally thought. So sometimes that can be life-changing for women. But there are plenty of choices before going that route if you want to explore them with herbs, whether it's Ayurvedic medicine or Chinese herbal therapy or the Western more naturopathic route. There are a lot of options out there. Absolutely. I mean, you know better that HRT should be started when you are starting the perimenopause because that's 
when your hormones are going to be fluctuating and, you know, initially the progesterone goes down first, then the estrogen and a lot of women can get estrogen dominance. And that's what, you know, you could uh, have the tendency to put on weight. Most of us, you know, around the belly, which never goes away. Right. So I did not start at that time because of lack of knowledge, which I was talking about earlier, you know, the hot flashes and the night sweats were continuing with me. And I did not know at that time that I could go into the HRT. And quite honestly, there was so much bad press on HRT from the experiments that have been done in 1970s when they did not give both the hormones at that time. And there was all this breast cancer, right? So there is a scare, you know, for the consumer like myself, but I'm now I'm better informed. But I could have done the bioidentical hormones if I had known that there is not risks involved. And still, as a consumer, I thought there were risks in all of breast cancer and all kinds of strange things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And each woman really does have to make the choice for herself. But that is why it's so important to have the right practitioners on your team so that you can feel like you're making a truly informed choice basically knowing your risks, knowing your options. So, you know, you need to be able to either do the research yourself thoroughly or have people there that have done the research and that you trust. So there's a lot of options out there for us. And there's no reason why this should be a miserable time of our lives. We can really thrive because we have so much that we have accumulated in our lives, such as amazing friends, maybe children, relationships that we've cultivated, hobbies, interests, knowledge. There's there's just so much that we have now that we didn't have earlier in life. So sometimes it's just a matter of getting your body and your mind to cooperate. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, that's the thing. Of course, the physical body is going to change, no doubt about it. But mentally also, I feel that women sometimes they give up, right? They think that, oh, now they're at a certain stage they think that they become invisible because, you know, we in, in any society, right, globally, we don't feel that it's okay for us to talk about perimenopause, menopause, that's what we are going to, we feel, oh my God. And that's how I felt. If I tell my colleagues, right, I'm going to perimenopause, they're going to start looking at me like, oh my God, this, she, she's done. This woman is done. She, yeah. she cannot work, right? So because of all the symptoms, when you start reading about it as a consumer, I was scared, all the brain fog, the mind mood swings and all those things, right? Yeah. So it's pretty scary. And then you feel that you don't want to be embarrassed when you go work and suddenly you're sweating and all kinds of things happening to you. So you, you need to fight. You know, I hate to say they use the word fight, but you need to kind of make sure your existence is felt and you need to program your mind in a, such a strong way. Mm-hmm. That you can thrive. And that's what I had to do is I was, you, you need to make yourself very strong during these times. And it's possible you have a lack of libido that could also impact your relationship with your spouse or your partner or whatever. And, you know, in UK, the divorce rate, if you look up the data, 60% of the divorces are happening during the perimenopausal, menopausal years of women. Wow. I yes. didn't that. That's fascinating and not surprising either. Because not only, you know, does our sex drive potentially change, but we also are starting to define our own needs. And sometimes our needs have not been met. And once the children are out of the house, you know, our partners may need to step up to the plate and not can't, but maybe don't have the tools to step up to the plate in the way that we need. So it becomes more complex because, you know, we change and we're supposed to change. And sometimes People don't change with us, and that's an unfortunate thing. So there can be a lot of things at play there for sure. 
So what do you recommend for women to do? If you're saying we should fight, does that mean just take action and not just accept it? And Absolutely. Anything, whatever is going on in your life, right? There are so many different things we just talked about. Physical, mental, personal relationships. Yeah. You need to, right? And that's what I have tried to do is that I went deeper and tried to identify the issues first. Each person will go through different kind of symptoms and different kind of problems and different kind of issues. And then try to resolve and try to see what is it that I can do from a physical point of view. Like Dr. Sarah said, there are so many options or, you know, bioidentical hormones, holistic therapies, start making at least, even if you take bioidentical hormones, embracing a holistic lifestyle is going to help you yeah. from, a, you know, your, your mind to become stronger. That uh, highly, uh, you would agree with me in that. So Absolutely. I think, yeah. So embracing those changes one at a time, you know, nutrition, we talked quite a bit about it. How do you make your mind stronger? Yoga is amazing. Breathing, pranayama, what we call it, breathing exercises. Learn different type of pranayama exercises. Learn to sit with yourself and self-care and self-worth and self-focus and self-love. We all talk about it. We never do it. As women, we are always giving out to others, whether they are kids or spice or whoever. So that is important, setting some time for yourself on a daily basis. If you do want to do meditation, if you want to do journaling, if you want to just talk to yourself, keep that time for yourself. And that's what I have started doing for many years back. These are things. Nature, right? Spending time with nature, whether it's gardening or, or walking, or, or that helps a lot. CBT, you know, you don't have to go to a CBT professional. You have a community of your girlfriends. Talk to them. That's CBT. Mm -hmm. On steroids, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Community is so important. Having a good group of girlfriends or a solid therapist or somebody that you can really talk to is, is really, you know, we are not alone in this. And I think sometimes the feeling like you're a little bit crazy is a common symptom of perimenopause because, you know, it's the mind and the body are not working well together. So finding people you can talk to is really a big, big part of the solution. That has helped me so yeah. much, having an amazing set of friends, community, talking yeah. about it, that when I'm going through, I, I think it helps a lot, releasing your emotions. The other thing I feel is that we women carry our traumas, the childhood trauma, the teenage trauma with us, and we never release it, right? That's a huge thing. I released it. I confronted some of the people that I had problems in a, in a way that I tried to release all the things that bothered me with during the years, during my early years of growing up. Releasing your emotions is going to help you calm down. It's very, very important. Emotional digestion. You know, we digest our food, but we don't digest our emotions. We always have some gripe with someone or the other. So important. So important that you are going to be a calmer person. Forgiveness, gratitude. You can forgive that person, whoever has harmed you or, you know, but you at least let them know that that has happened and that is how you feel. Forgiveness is a big part of it. So is gratitude a big part of it. Yeah. And I think it's important, like you said, we digest our food and we digest our emotions. We have to be careful of our intake, not only of our foods that might be clogging our system, but also maybe the news, the intake of, you know, the energy around us. So being very careful about what we take in from that perspective, make sure not to obsess over all the bad things that are happening in the world or making sure to just not hang around with people that don't make you feel good. Those are really important as well. The intake of food is important, but also the intake of just everything in your life. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. You know, having positive people around you, 
not having negative people around makes so much difference. I can say that for myself. Yeah. I had a lot of negativity of relationships in my life without going too much into details here. But I slowly started, when I started introspecting as to what's going on, why am I not the person I want to be? And I know that I'm a very energetic person. What is holding me back? And yeah. those were the things that were holding me back. Mm-hmm. When you start peeling the layer, peeling the layer, and then slowly, slowly, you know, you start thinking, okay, this is what I'm going to remove and this is what I'm going to replace with. You want positive energy to be replaced with the negative energy in your life. That is beautiful. So tell me about your platform. You have a platform called Nourish Doc. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So all this experience that I shared with you, I started looking for something and I didn't find anything. Perimenopause, menopause, you know, all I found was, oh, it's a taboo subject. And of course, now things are changing. People like yourself, so many people are coming up and talking about it. So what I wanted to do was I wanted women to have access to credible sources, credible experts, such as yourself. And then what I wanted to do was create some kind of a self-care module as well as enhance, you know, holding the hands expert concierge module where women can come in and they feel safe and they can get access to naturopathic doctors, dietitians, yoga therapists, and can have some kind of a team around them that can guide them through this process or a simple self-care that they can also learn about this one simple things like symptoms and simple yoga, simple aromatherapy. So that's what the platform is designed for is two areas. One is the self-care, which would be very affordable. The second would be a concierge service where uh, they will have a team of acupuncturists like a naturopathic doctor, dietitian, and a yoga therapist or whatever else they want, that they can have a personalized holistic plan that's catered to them that they can follow. You know, that could also be based on lab testing or, and herbs we were talking about. You should not take herbs, even though I experimented. That was not a good idea. I went through a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> but <laughs> with the help of herbs, with the help of whatever other therapies that you can thrive during that, that's what the platform does. And if someone wants bioidentical hormones, we also will have experts such as yourself who are expert in bioidentical hormones, then women can get a consultation or get access to. So that's what Nourish Talk is all about, catering to mid-aged women starting perimenopause and beyond. Okay, great. Well, first of all, I'm not an expert on bioidentical hormones. I just want to clear that up. (laughs) I know a bit about it, but I would not consider myself an expert, nor do I prescribe them. But I do consider myself an expert herbalist. I know a lot about plant medicines. I am a functional medicine practitioner, but I am not a bioidentical hormones expert. I just want to get that out to my listeners. Absolutely. I'm sorry I said that, but... <laughs> um, well, Amita, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. We will have your links in the show notes so people can find Nourish Doc. And it's been so nice talking because I really feel like by sharing your story, people feel less alone. And we need to feel like we've got a community going through this and that we can help each other and have resources, which it sounds like you've put a lot of energy into creating this resource for women. So thank you. Thank you. I myself am working towards that. And, you know, the more of us out there helping to educate and support 
other women, the better the world will be. Because as women, you know, if we ruled the world, it would be a better place. I'm con- I'm pretty convinced of that. <laughs> Absolutely. We are the ones who give birth to the mankind. So we have to be, right? We have yeah. to self-love. I mean, think about it. So the seed is coming from our wombs. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. If you are in Maryland and you are struggling with symptoms of perimenopause and really want to get your health back on track and feel like yourself again, then we have a program for you. I have teamed up with nurse practitioner Monique Willingham, and we have developed a 12-week midlife reset program. It includes so many good things to start you back on track to feeling like yourself again, including a functional medicine evaluation, lab work at the beginning and at the end of the program, individualized treatment plan, core supplement protocol, bi-weekly coaching sessions with myself and Monique, a personalized treatment plan, including nutrition advice, as well as exercise plans. We will get you hooked up with continuous glucose monitoring and an unlimited infrared sauna if you are in the Annapolis area. We will work closely with you, coaching you on lifestyle hacks and techniques. We'll give you guidance on positive mindset, goal setting, sustainable habits. We have so much to offer and we cannot wait to share it with you. We hope that you'll join us on this journey to getting you feeling better than you ever have. We look forward to seeing you soon.